welcome. Welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is Friday, November 18th, 3.05 p.m. Here at the worldwide headquarters of KHMG Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata Guam. So glad you could be with us today. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon, pretty sunny outside. 87 degrees. 87 degrees, hot Kind of humid, 55% humidity according to our weather station here on campus, with a steady breeze of 15 to 20 miles per hour coming out of the northeast. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries, I'm looking out the window right now at the soccer field and the quickly emptying car line. Expect to start seeing some school buses roll in for the middle school cross country competition that happens here weekly couple weeks left for the season for them. Go Eagles. Hope you're having a great afternoon. Maybe you're listening to us on the car stereo right at the bottom of the dial, 88.1 FM. You can tune us in anytime you're driving around. We broadcast beautiful Christian music and Bible-based programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week here on Guam on 88.1 FM. But let's say you're sitting at your desk at work. You know you can find us on online khmg.org there are a number of different ways through our website that you can listen different apps different things you can just click on and listen live you can listen to our podcasts through soundcloud just go to khmg.org and uh, you'll see how you can listen to harvest family radio and it's totally worth it keep the stream going we love doing this show Every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. It's episode 191. Been doing this a long time. Almost up to uh, 200 episodes now. Pretty pretty amazing how time flies. About 50 episodes a year. So we're getting ready to hit our four-year anniversary coming up in January. I hardly remember what a Friday afternoon is like now, actually, without Live Till 5. I don't know if my listening audience uh, is that sentimental about it, but... We have a lot of fun. Next week, as a matter of fact, the day after Thanksgiving is our big uh, Christmas kickoff. And we do it a little different every year, but next week we will be rolling out the seasonal Christmas music during and after Live Till 5. So it'll be a, a, a great time to kick off the Christmas season following Thanksgiving. We don't want to just skip right over Thanksgiving because it happens to be one of my favorite holidays, actually. But uh, we will start the Christmas music and uh, the celebrations next Friday on Live Till 5 as we wrap up uh, the Thanksgiving season and move into Christmas time. So, so glad you're with us today. You know, the month of November is full of observances. November is a unique month because we do have Thanksgiving. 
But there are a number of other things that happen in November, including National Adoption Month, National Alzheimer's Disease Month, COPD Month, Diabetes, Entrepreneurship, Family Caregivers, Georgia Pecan, or Pecan, depending on where you're from, Month, National Healthy Skin Month, Home Care and Hospice Month, Inspirational Role Models Month, Memoir, Writing, Long-Term Care Awareness, Marrow Awareness, Native American Heritage Month, National Family Literacy Month, National Novel Writing Month, Peanut Butter Lovers Month, Pet Cancer Awareness Month, Pomegranate Month, among others. And then when you look at this week, as it is today, the 18th, you look at uh, starting today is National Farm City Week, which Guam really probably doesn't qualify. American Sand Sculpting Competition is the 18th through the 27th. GERD, G-E-R-D, Awareness Week, 20 through 26. International Bible Week. How come I have not heard of this observance? The 20th through the 27th, International Bible Week. International Fraud Awareness Week coming up. And National Family Week, uh, which does correspond with International Bible Week. And then National Game and Puzzle Week coming up as well as Better Conversation Week, Church-State Separation Week, National Global Entrepreneurship Week, and National Deal Week, probably because of Black Friday and things like that. Today is the 18th Geographic Information Systems Day, uh, Mickey Mouse Day, National Apple Cider Day, Push Button Phone Day, and Substitute Educators Day. Were you very nice to your substitute teachers? I would be ashamed to say that I probably was not. Tomorrow, American Made Matters Day, Equal Opportunity Day, also the Gettysburg Address Day, Family Volunteer Day, Have a Bad Day Day, the Sunday, the 20th, African Industrialization Day, Duda Day, Globally Organized Hug a Runner Day, also known as Go Hard Day, Name Your PC Day, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day, and then there's some other interesting observances as we move on into the week. Of course, Thanksgiving is next Thursday. Next Friday's Black Friday, and um, there's been a lot of talk in the popular news about retail outlets that are not uh, making their employees work on Thanksgiving Day and some that are even closed on Black Friday. number of businesses, some outdoor gear places and things like that that could really capitalize uh, retail-wise on Black Friday, but instead they're choosing to give their workers a day off and they're encouraging other people to get outside and go do something active or go make memories, don't just go shopping. So I guess it's... Uh, to each his own on that. Sometimes we really benefit from some of those great sales. But you know what time it is? Time for one of my favorite segments. The segment known as The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls and plaques of many a successful American, whether they be theologian, educator, scholar, politician, president, baron of industry, 
a lot of people, it used to be more popular, I think, to have a little phrase on your desk, a little little statement. It all started with Harry S. Truman. This book, this idea, started with Harry S. Truman's little phrase on his desk, the plaque that says, the buck stops here. Not necessarily his original quote. This one here is a very simple one. He was the vice president of human resources at Hasbro Games, working for the company for 39 years. He believed that when it came to adding staff, your mantra should be get the best. Avoid hiring just anybody. Better people will make business more successful. And while better people are usually going to cost more, they will make a difference. And he served on a number of different councils and boards. He was also a sports enthusiast, golfer, former triathlete. And he even qualified for the Hawaiian Ironman in 1993. He had one simple word on his desk plaque. Why? With a question mark. Why? Michael Nizolek. Nizoliak. In the buck stops here. Why? It's a good question to have on your desk. Now, of course, in a little bit, we're going to be having some of our regular segments, our our the usual guests coming in, Lawrence Nagengast with This Day in History. We'll have the news in the second hour. We have a special guest coming from one of our local Christian bookstores, Faith Bookstore. We'll be talking about their annual coloring competition. I think this is our third or fourth year of announcing their annual coloring competition. And uh, we like to get the word out for them. They're good friends over there. So if you have a chance, stop by Faith Bookstore this afternoon. And stay tuned for an interview with someone from there around 4 o'clock, a little bit after 4 o'clock, about an hour from now. It is 3.14 p.m. on Friday, November 18th. And you're listening to 88.1 FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio in the show called Live Till 5. We do this every Friday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. We intend to inform you. We like to fill you in on things that are happening around us, whether it's locally or around the world. We also like to entertain you. We hope we put a smile on your face. At least a courtesy chuckle of some sort, you know, just kind of a, you know, ha ha, uh, you know, one of those. Yeah. So uh, we hope to do that. We want to educate you. At times, we want to to uh, build you up in your Christian walk by talking about some topic that's going to help you grow. Sometimes we will uh, talk about something deep. Oftentimes, we talk about things that just, they're just kind of light and uh, uh, fun to talk about, fun to think about, and it's a live talk and variety program here on 88.1 FM every Friday afternoon. If you ever miss part of the show, you can catch us on The Rebound by listening to the rebroadcast. We rebroadcast in its entirety two hours every Saturday from noon to two and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. So if you miss the show, catch us on The Rebound. We love to have you tuning in when you can. You can also listen to the podcast. Again, go to khmg.org and you can listen to previous episodes. As a matter of fact, it's only a matter of minutes really after the show's over that we upload those podcasts to SoundCloud. You can find that through khmg.org. We usually also put a link for this show on our Facebook page and you can communicate with us through Facebook. Just find Harvest Family Radio on Facebook and uh, let us know that you're listening. Now, I have a number of other things to talk about today, some Stranger Than Fiction, our topic of the day, because we weren't able to broadcast last Friday, it was a holiday, and we were all taking our holidays and using them wisely. 
But we are going to talk a little bit about the presidents. But we are not going to talk about the president-elect. We're going to talk about every other president except for the most obvious president. Because everyone's talking about that president. So we want to talk about all the other presidents today. Nothing against the new president. It's just, you know, we don't want to forget the others. So today, the topic, presidents. And so we'll be talking about that in the second hour as well. So stick around. You're going to hear more live till 5 after this short break. with a little more Live Till 5, episode 191 on this Friday, November 18th, 3.21 p.m. Sunny, beautiful Guam afternoon, 85 degrees here on the campus of Harvest Ministries, 54% humidity, barometric pressure holding steady at 29.75. Actually, it's gone up just a little bit. Maybe the clouds are going to start rolling in here soon. Winds from the northeast around 10, gusting up to about 15 miles per hour. According to our fancy doodad weather system up on the roof, that's the uh, technical term that we use in the meteorological biz. So I'm an armchair meteorologist, among other things. <clears throat> so, hey, uh, I've got Sebastian here. I've got Lawrence here. I've got Chris here. And we are all enjoying our drinks from the hub. And uh, what I want to do is uh, I'd like to go ahead and get right into this segment of the show because they actually kind of gave us a double, kind of a double benefit today. So I did want to say that this segment is brought to us by The Hub, Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, the best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, and gifts, including the largest selection of Yankee candles in all the Black Hills of South Dakota. I like it a lot. Not the Black Hills, but The Hub. I go there every day. Now let's play What's in My Coffee and bonus round, What's in My Candle? Because they brought us three candles to try and identify because I know they just got a large inventory of candles in. They were, it was starting to get to be a little, remember the old Grand old Opry guy, Slim Pickens? He was in a few old Westerns. It, Slim Pickens, that that's, would be how I would uh, identify <clears throat> the type of candle section they had the last couple weeks before this inventory came in. Now loaded with candles. So very few people get as excited about candles as I do, especially now that we found out you can't have open flames on campus. So now they're more just like room temperature. Uh, you know, they, they, they'll last a lot longer that way, like maybe forever. <laughs> so anyway, hey, we're all drinking our coffee drinks. And uh, let's see, whoever's got the least left. Sebastian, God. you've drank, you have partaken of the most. Um yeah. It's an iced drink, kind of creamy looking. Well, what does it taste like? Man, don't yeah, don't steal it. Uh, <laughs> well, iced and creamy are like two, uh, you know. I I drink so much, so I'm trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. So I think it's like it tastes like a creamy, 
creamy vanilla bean, but with a shade of like something else, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. Hmm. It does have an interesting hue to it. It's yeah. not just a straight up like light tan yeah, it's got, color. It's got kind of a a, a peach or pinkish yeah, hue to like, it. <clears throat> yeah, like a, a like a, a like a cherry or a um, amaretto. Like, yeah. Which we still aren't quite sure what amaretto is, but like a chocolate we use it covered a lot. something. I don't know. Chocolate covered cherry? Like strawberry maybe? Chocolate covered strawberry. I mean, now like that a, would maybe be like a very dash rare. Of strawberry, you know. I don't really? know. I can't tell. <laughs> Could be an ice guam bomb, maybe. I don't know. We're gonna find out here in a minute because I have it written on this little piece of paper. So, uh, Chris, yours seems very predictable. This is a chilled chocolate. Chilled chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very simple. It's yep. Yep. Cho- uh, hot chocolate. Yep. That's not hot. Okay. You see, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. chilled. Okay. That's the thing about it. But what does it taste like? It tastes like chocolate. <laughs> I should have got that one. <laughs> it's although with the uh, with the Could you, whipped cream on top of it, it kind of that kind of seeps down into it, yeah. and it becomes a lighter brown as L- you go. Let's along. Let's play super password, and you can say anything but chilled or chocolate. <laughs> brown, icy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Cream. Uh huh. Whip. Okay. All right. Yep. Chilled chocolate. Got it. Ding ding ding. Ten thousand dollars there. Now, uh, Lawrence, you said yours is really sweet. Yeah, it's got some, but that's because uh, it's a fruit splash for one. Mm-hmm. But then the the flavors that are a part of it, um, boy, I think I'm gonna have to go with like apricot peach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it that would make sense. It's got that color. It's either a, kind of a grapefruity color or apricot peachy color. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that sums apricot it up pretty good. Peach. Apricot peach. I'm gonna go with okay. that. Okay. All right. And then mine is a creamy coffee uh, concoction iced. It de- it definitely has espresso in it, but it also tastes like it has some pumpkin pie flavored in it, like a little nutmeg, seasonal maybe a little drink, allspice. Perhaps. Yes, yes, yes. So, and there is a there is a difference I found out with my wife the other day between the pumpkin spice latte and the autumn spice latte. I'm not exactly sure what the differences are, but there is a distinct <laughs> difference. I believe this is the autumn spice. Which is not the seasonal drink on special. I'm I'm going with, you know, I'm I'm not going with uh, what is that called? Occam's razor. Occam's razor. The philosophical yes. belief that the most likely answer is almost always the answer. I think that's that's this oversimplified uh, way to describe it. I think so. so. Sure. Yeah. So the most obvious answer would be it's got to be the pumpkin spice latte because that's what they're selling on sale right now at the hub. Until 4 o'clock, you have 33 minutes, so go get one. But I'm saying this is the autumn spice, going for the non-obvious. And then I'm going to give each of you a candle to be um, really? inhaling while Lawrence gives us uh, this day in history, and then I'll tell you how close you are to what. But let me tell you what your drinks were real quick. Calamansi with cherry. Ooh. Although that, so it's like a cherry limeade. Yeah, it is, and it's but really the good. but I, the color threw you off. Yeah, it, it definitely did. Your it, you your brain was tricked. Yeah, now that now that I think about it, it's definitely I, calamansi. The cherry, mm. I'm not really getting. Stuck yeah, at. yeah, sure. And then uh, chilled chocolate, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then this, believe it or not, autumn spice. So there you go. You called it by looking at the color, mm-hmm. Lawrence. You are a. You're a frequent flyer um, I, at the that hub. That drink, though, if if it's March 
mm-hmm. and I want fall in a cup, even though I'm on Guam in yes. March. Yes, that's the go-to. So for our listeners, if you're really into fall drinks, like yes. the autumn spice or the pumpkin spice, they're both and very good. The autumn spice has chai, has chai and espresso in yes. it, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a but dirty I, chai. I'll tell you what. I think what could overtake that as far as the fall feeling mm. is that apple cider. Oh, oh apple cider. yes, you're right. The apple right. cider is. that I think is a little more seasonal though. Yes, you yes. can yeah. get this one in the spring. They will not sell right. apple cider after next that week. That drink I don't is think. so good. Wow. And then. Uh, Sebastian, raspberry white truffle. What in the world? Okay. Oh, Have see, you ever raspberry. had? We said yeah. there was a little raspberry peachiness. white that's truffle. A, that was the one I was looking for. That's strawberry. White so, yeah. truffle, huh? So that's it. And I have I have the candles, and I'll just have each of you keep one candle, and I'll let you describe it after Lawrence gives us this day in history. Then we'll take a short break. We'll come back and we'll play what's in my candle. Sure. So uh, what what happened on November eighteenth in history, Lawrence? Well, first of all, was it, there was a time. In the year of 1986, that a young lady uh, was born. Oh, and um, well, if she was born in '86. She's not that young. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Nice. He, didn't mean, he didn't mean that, Lynn. Um, <laughs> but but then I would say roughly 20 years later, uh, she met she met a young man at uh, college. Uh-huh. And they were later married, and then have moved to Guam. And, and now I'm telling you this story. And so it's my wife's birthday today. She turns the young age of 30. Uh, you could have done the math by the time I told you 1986, <laughs> so I'm not even going to act like you don't know. But uh, So we're excited to have uh, – it's been a fun day, and uh, we're going to go for her birthday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her up to uh, Saipan for the weekend next, Whoa. Uh, next weekend. So, nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That's we great. both turned 30 in the past uh, month, actually. I did last month and now her today. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of our, our little trip for – for turning a new decade. You know, and so. you're growing a beard for your 30th as well. <laughs> yeah. It's a little fuller than the last time I yeah, tried. Yeah, it's so. good. It's good. No, yeah. it's, it's a way it's to turn the, over a new leaf. The, it's in the itchy stage right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's a, a, so, a sojourning process. Yes. Anyways, let's move into the... That so is So Lindsay's history. birthday. It is Lindsay's birthday She was today, born 30 18, years ago today. 30 years ago today, yeah. Only 30 Only years ago. 30 years young, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1307, William Tell reputedly shoots... Apple off his son's head. Uh, you have um, all sorts of stories or, or legends about that. William Tell's overture and and uh, all, all that. 1497, Portuguese navigator Vasco da Gama reaches the Cape of Good Hope. This is down there at the southern tip of Africa, uh, in South Africa, the country. Uh, but pretty much the first time he went around it, got into a storm, didn't know he was around it. But then when he realized he was heading a different direction, but the land was on the same side of the boat, he realized, hey, we, we must have turned the corner. We were going south, and the land was over here. Now we're going north, and the land is over here. Ah. I'm, I'm around the – well, then they turned around and went back home. They're just, they were happy to find that there was an end to Africa. And the next guy actually came all the way went around. It might have been him, actually, and went to India. That was the big reward for, for getting around Africa was the spice trade and, oh, wow, yeah. and the silk trade and all the rest of that in India. Um, moving on, we have uh, 1865, Mark Twain publishing Celebrated Jumping Frog of Calaveras County. Uh, I went to a, a small um, theater performance uh, play of five different short story plays. That was one of them. That was one of the last, but it was uh, Telltale Heart and The Necklace and The Monkey's Paw. And there was one other piece, and this is the this is the fourth one, and there was a fifth one I can't remember uh, back when I was in eighth grade. But um, pretty interesting story, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, Eighteen seventy two suffragette suffragette 
Suffragette. 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 Yes. Suffragette. Susan B. Anthony is arrested by a U.S. deputy marshal and charged with illegally voting, which we know for the next about 30 to 40 years will become a massive issue in the United States. And I believe it's the, boy, oh boy, I want to say it's the 19th Amendment, maybe it's the 18th. It's right around in there with the prohibition, actually, uh, for giving the uh, privilege for women to vote in uh, elections of, of, of all nature. There. Somewhere in there, I think the 19th is the one about the soldiers in your house or whatever. I think, is, oh, there, that, is that the quarter. ninth? That might be the ninth, the quarter that, that's troops. That's the ninth, yeah. But 18 mm-hmm. and 19, and then I think 20 is the is the repeal of the oh, prohibition. Oh, right, yeah. They kind of go in order like that. Yeah, but so I know women's, yeah. women's suffrage is definitely in there somewhere in those amendments, and I should probably know better than that. 1928, Walt Disney's Steamboat You're Willie. You're not a history teacher or anything. Well, <laughs> I haven't taught U.S. history in a few years, so um, I, I was weak on that fact. First, Mickey Mouse sound cartoon. Sound cartoon. Um, interesting story. Uh, I watched 19th, a document. you were right. Okay, 19th. There we go. Thank you. Um, uh, watching w- what Walt Disney went through kind of to get the wheels turning on even what became Walt Disney Productions, um, pretty um, pretty rough road. But honestly, you go back to anything that's successful today, uh, most of them came about through some road of difficulty. Yeah. Uh, even Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, you know, the computer industry, and then you know, you go on down the list, sure. and most of them had some sort of rocky road at the beginning there. Well, today's Mickey Mouse Day, and I was wondering why today was Mickey Mouse Day. So that makes sense. It's yeah. the it's Steamboat when Walt Willie. Disney started everything up. Steamboat Willie. Uh, 1936, Germany and Italy recognized Spanish government of Francisco Franco. Uh, the only reason I bring that of, up of note is because the war for, for Spanish leadership, Francisco Franco, was kind of this uh, military coup that came in, and Italy and Germany supported him, which is why he won. Uh, but it became what's known as the dress rehearsal for World War II because they were able to go and practice... Um, dive bombing parachute drops where they would kind of perish you know guys would jump out and have an accelerated drop behind enemy lines they were using some of the new tanks they were using some of the new uh formation battle formations um so the the spanish war for for domination it's not independence it was it was just basically for who got between fascists and uh yeah he, yeah, was, he was the fascist communist yeah yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and, and their previous government and he won because hitler and and, and um, mussolini came to his aid yep. to to help basically practice for war five years later on the same day 1941 mussolini's forces leave uh, ethiopia after such an embarrassing uh, uh, uh what's what's the word um Man, going into they went to Africa. I'm trying to think of the mm-hmm. military term tour, so, uh, yeah. an embarrassing tour uh, into into Africa, where Ethiopia had no business even competing a little bit. But it, it, it weakened it, it, Italy so badly that they never really had um, any sort of help for Germany ever mm-hmm. again in the war. Um, and in fact, Italy is one of the the soft underbelly of Europe is what they became known as where Patton went through and basically routed Italy. Yeah. And so now you had uh, Russia uh, um, uh, from the east and America and, and then Britain and France from the west and also America from the south, and it just kind of yeah. began surrounding. Hey, rabbit trail for a second. Go Have ahead. you ever heard of Operation Mincemeat? No. The, the, um, there, during World War II, speaking of <clears throat> Italy, they, had a, they devised a plan, uh, the British... 
government devised a plan to deceive uh, Hitler's forces into defending the wrong front mm-hmm. so that they could have uh, Patton's army land in Sicily instead right. of Sardinia or whatever. Right. And they took a man who had died of um, pneumonia out of the morgue. They got permission from his family. And they put him in a pilot's uniform. They had letters from a girlfriend, handwritten, and uh, an engagement ring. And it was all these different things. A bunch of other stuff. And a couple letters that were sealed that were um, written from a, from a middle-ranking officer that just said something about I, I can't remember. It was like something about sardines and this and that. And it, it made them think maybe it was code language. And they literally, they kept his body. The only way they could keep him from decomposing, they had to basically freeze him. Hmm. And they threw him out of an airplane watching the currents. And he washed up on the shore of Spain. And then, of course, uh, they gave his body over to the Nazis. And then they looked through all the stuff. They believed he was really a, a pilot. And they ended up moving their their defenses to guard against an invasion coming through Sardinia, but Patton came through Sicily, I believe. Yes, he did. He and did. and it it was one of the major uh, tide turning points of the war. Wow, uh, Operation cool. Mince Me is really cool. There's an there's an old like 1940s movie about it, but the story itself, if you read the story, is much more interesting than the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all sorts of uh, things like yeah, that would happen. I love that. Those guys I love were, those kind of stories. And back when there were the intelligence was a very different uh, level of. I mean, it was finding a dead guy in the water. I mean, that was yeah, the in- intelligence right. they believed. Uh, very different now today with with how things are. Uh, Nineteen fifty nine, Ben Hur, directed by William Wyler and starring Charlton Heston, premieres in New York City. Best Picture in nineteen sixty. Uh, they just remade that actually, but uh, I've seen yeah. that version. Um, I reviewed it a couple. Yeah, I remember your review. (laughs) You very well did. Um, And then last few things here. We have 1970. Linus Pauling declares large doses of vitamin C could ward off colds. And pretty much ever since then, um, at least my parents would always, you know, dose up on vitamin C and echinacea. And that would uh, basically give you the tools to fight off any cold. I believe that... it was him or it was some of his fellow scientists that believed that vitamin C could heal just about anything. So it wasn't just – they did uh, believe it was the cure for the common cold. But then there was a whole group of um, doctors that said vitamin C in high enough doses could literally cure you of just about anything. And they were giving mega, mega doses of vitamin C. And then it, it proved not to be – your body can't process that much. But Yeah, I um – airborne and things like that mm-hmm. kind of now become the standard yeah. thing to go anyways. Yep. Uh, water's also always good. Yes. Uh, 1978, in Jonestown, Guyana, 918 members of People's Temple are wow, murdered so or commit suicide wow. under leadership of cult leader Jim Jones. Oh, that's so sad. Um, there's kind of some books about that that have kind of become an offshoot of of what happened there. Uh, with the belief system like that, few people so. survived, and you and I've seen the interviews with yeah. them. They hid in the jungle until they Escaped. were rescued. Yeah, and uh, just <laughs> such a strange, scary leader. I I just listened to probably four months ago. I listened to a, a radio documentary about um, partially constructed with the audio tapes from Jim Jones at the time of the the uh, suicide. And I got to tell you, that is 
an amazing historical event. Um, and they have tapes of the entire episode, basically, and all the way down to the time where they were dying, you know. Oh, it's so and sad. it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing because the guy was really nuts and the people around him was re- were yeah. really nuts. And so, um, yeah, it was. It was a sad, sad yep. situation, but it's worth listening to. I think it's from the BBC, hmm. but it's a, a lengthy radio documentary about about that, which is interesting. And that happened today, you know, on this day in history. Yeah, on this day in history. Wow. Yeah, it was today. Which oh, year? 1978. 1978. Wow. Really not that long ago. Hard no. to believe. So, well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to play What's in My Candle, because we have these three <laughs> candles to uh, to help you know, what we want to do is, for our listeners, we want them to experience the joys that we're experiencing by us describing in superlatives these wonderful candles from The Hub. And for our listeners, if you're listening live on Friday afternoon at 3.40 p.m., there's still 20 minutes to swing by the coffee shop. Grab yourself an autumn spice latte. Grab yourself a calamansi cherry. Grab yourself a, what else do we have here? Raspberry white truffle or a chilled chocolate. And uh, stick around for a little more live till five. We'll take a short break. Be right back after this. With a little more live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, joined in the studio by Chris Harper, the all around good guy and station manager, Sebastian, Hi. wingman, and uh, uh, infrequent movie reviewer, and uh, then Lawrence Dankas with This Day in History. And they stuck around because the hub has given us a wonderful little little diversion for the next uh, three or four minutes. They, they brought up three candles, they covered up the labels. And they want us to try to somehow verbally describe to you, kind of like what we do with What's in My Coffee, where we describe what we're drinking. But this is, uh, what are we sniffing from these <laughs> these candles? And so it's uh, What's in My Candle. These are all, I'm sure, seasonal and from the new line of candles that they just Instead received. Instead of it, What's in My Candle, we could call it What Are We Sniffing? What are we sniffing? Yeah. What are you sniffing? <laughs> Perhaps no. not. Yeah, it'd probably get oh, us in trouble. Smell? What are you sniffing? What's that smell? <laughs> Still working on the name of this segment. Let's just call yeah. it What's in My Candle for now. Uh, so, well, it's uh, soybean oil and uh, carnauba wax and uh, wick. That's in my candle. But what what does it smell like? you got to give us a few descriptive terms. And, Chris, since you have been in the biz longer than all of us. Not give in us, the candle-smelling biz. But your 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 life is words. Yes. And my so, life is words. Your life is words. So <laughs> yes. in in That's words, fulfilling. describe what you are what what is it that you're smell what candle number is it, by the way? This is candle number two. Okay. What does it smell like? It, to be honest, I have no idea, but it's I the the feeling I'm getting from the smell is like uh freshly baked uh, uh, sweet potatoes with a little cinnamon and uh, marshmallows mm. on top, mm. 
And, you know, that's sort of the feeling I get, I'm mm-hmm. getting from it. Yeah, but. well, and seeing when all else fails, if you can't think of what it actually smells like, just talk about how it makes you feel. That's, that's almost as good. Matter yeah. of fact, I, I would imagine, marketing-wise, we'd sell more candles just by feel than we ever would by description. So right. it makes you feel like kind of a that's sweet potato it, pie. Yeah, that's what it makes me feel like. Warm, and baking, I don't know. But I don't happy. know what the exact smell is, but that's okay. kind of what I picture when I smell it. Okay. All right. And uh, Sebastian, uh, let's, let's hear What is yours? Now, Chris's is more of a golden autumn color. Yes. You know, Even orange. Orange-ish. I would just say yeah. just straight out yeah. orange. Yeah. Whereas Sebastian's is a dark... Um, Red. Yeah, it's not quite. It's like, yeah, almost like a brick red. Like yes. a brick red. Yeah. Brick okay. Red. So what does it smell like, Sebastian? It smells like cinnamon sticks. Cinnamon sticks? Yeah. But how it makes me feel. How does it make you feel? Uh, let's see. It smells like something that would calm me down as I'm on my way into space. Okay. <laughs> All right. Open candles burning on your way into space. That would be... That would be good. No, no, it's not dangerous. It be burning. This is you realize burning. that's going to no, eat, eat up your oxygen. No, oh, it's not okay. burning. All right. This is- uh, we're not taking it too literal. Okay. So it just, it's a calming, <laughs> wonderful. I mean, it, I mean even the look on your face is like a, a joyful child when you're describing it. So, you know what? All right. And uh, Lawrence, yours is, yours is not quite as the same shade of red. It's a little lighter. lighter red. This one makes me feel frustrated because. <laughs> I can't. That's how I've he smelled feels. it. Oh yeah! Everyone rush down and buy the frustrating candle. I, I've smelled it before, mm-hmm. and I can't grab it out of my. I'm gonna go with spiced apple cider only because we talked about it before, and it kind of reminds me of that. Even though if I'm way off on the apple part, it's definitely spiced. Like it's got some cinnamon or, or um, like it's got that sort of feel to it. I, I just I, I won't feel so frustrated when I know. It'll remind me kind of what I want to feel like in March on a rainy day. I want it to feel like I'm, I'm sipping hot apple cider with a little bit of whipped cream and cinnamon on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back the drink from yeah. November. Well, Lawrence, you're probably good at these kind of games. Like, I bet you're really good at, like, the Where's Waldo books and the um, stare at this for five minutes and an image will appear. Are you good at all those things? Because that is apple cider. Oh, nailed it. You you nailed it totally. And you nailed, like, you knew what my drink was. You didn't even taste it just by looking at it. You're just a good guesser. Yeah. You're just, a good guesser. Just a guesser. Just on yeah. life That'll get you far in life. <laughs> that will get you, get you far in life. Yeah. Uh, somewhere. What do you think of this dress, somewhere. honey? We come up with a good guess. Yes. You know, just... You know, quick on your feet. Throw it out there. Okay, and uh, who has number two there? Is that uh, Chris? Chris, yours is called Harvest. It's the Harvest Candle. Harvest time. It doesn't smell like Harvest Campus. Harvest Campus is a mix of, you know, uh, children and uh, Lysol and French fries and Masubis. But uh, that Harvest Candle, it's. I think you're right. It's like this fall yeah. baked goods, um, you know, meal dessert type candle. It's got. Really? It's got uh, on the label. It's got uh, like corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, sort of a fall looking. Yeah, kind of a corn Indian corn ensemble. maze. Indian yeah. corn maze. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then uh, Sebastian, yours is apple pumpkin. It's not. Smell like an apple or a pumpkin. But when you put the two together, this is crazy. Have you ever smelled an apple or a pumpkin before? Yeah, pumpkins don't smell like that. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> it's it's what it, it makes you feel like an apple pumpkin. Then, so hey, well, you know what? These are all three great candles. Any one of these, I would uh, burn in my office if I could have an open flame. But I can't. But in my home, I sure can. 
Yeah, and I would I recommend people go buy. I don't uh, light things on fire in my house. Oh, but, boy. You got all the little kids running around. Yeah. You just never know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lawrence, enjoy your last basketball game. I hope you guys win and finish out the season strong. Sebastian, thank you for sniffing. Appreciate it. Chris, thanks for your your uh, example as a wordsmith and uh, and uh, for using your, your mad skills to help us uh, play the game. And thanks to The Hub for providing not only our drinks, which are awesome, but these three candles, and I do encourage you, all joking aside, listeners, if you ever have a chance, go by the Hub. It's open from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. It's open also after church on Sundays. They have a wide variety of drinks, gifts, books, and then these Yankee candles really are, we, we joke around about it, but they really are nice, and they're nice little gifts, and they're a nice way to, uh, to enjoy kind of the season whichever season we are in they they get in new ones all the time so i'm gonna take a short break when i come back we're gonna wrap up this first hour looking forward to the second hour where we're gonna have someone coming by from faith bookstore also going to talk about some stranger than fiction stories i came across and the topic of the day presidents believe it or not 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 that president all the other presidents Nah, eh, just stick around you'll know what i mean this is Live Till 5. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host on 88.1 FM. It's 3.51 p.m. on Friday, November 18th. A little more after this short break. Three letters. Starts with C. Bovine. Cal. Oh, yeah. That fits. You know, Bob... There's something missing in my life. I don't know what it is. I have everything I need, but yet there's something missing. Mm-hmm. How about five letters? Starts with J, Savior of the World. Jesus. Mm, oh, thanks. I feel so helpless. There's no one to talk to who has the answers. I just wish there was a way I could reach out to someone who could help. Mm. Six letters? Starts with P and ends with R. Petitioning God. Prayer. I don't know. Maybe there's some place I could go to, people I could talk to. Ends with H. Place of worship? That's easy. Church. Oh, right. It just isn't fair. We should have been given a manual or something that has the answers. Holy book. Starts with B? Bible. Come on, man. Think. Oh, yeah. It's so obvious. You sure know the answers. Maybe the answers you've heard time and time again are the answers you need to use. Another message from Lifeline Productions, located on the web at lifelinepro.com. Oh, he's so adorable. He's got your eyes, honey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, walk to Mommy Trevor, come on. There you go. Look, oh, he's doing it. I see him. Come here, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to keep working on it. Come on, Trevor. Do it, son. Keep your eye on the ball. Get a home run. I'm coming up on the stoplight. Now, don't forget your brakes, son. Son? Son? Do you, Trevor, take this woman... To be your lawfully wedded wife. I do. I'll never see him grow up. Why was I so blind? (laughs) Abortion. The great heartbreak of our day. The Bible has the answers to our culture's biggest needs. To learn more, go to AnswersRadio.com. A message from Answers in Genesis.
And we're back with a little more live till five. Episode 191. Friday, November 18th, 3.54 p.m. You're listening on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries here in Barragata, Guam. From the worldwide headquarters of KHMG, Harvest Family Radio. A lot of different ways you can listen to us. You can listen live, 88.1 FM, the bottom of the radio dial. Easy to find. And if you have like the auto tune button on your, the auto search button on your car stereo, it'd be the first station your your uh, stereo finds in most places on Guam. But you can also listen online. Go to khmg.org. That's our call sign, khmg, our call letters, khmg.org. And there are a number of different ways you can listen through our website. And SoundCloud is one of them. You can listen to our podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, RSS, a lot of different ways. Just go to the website. It's very intuitive, easy. Just click and listen. Listen to the podcast after the fact. And not just Live Till 5. I I recognize Live Till 5 is a lightweight Friday afternoon, let your hair down alternative for people driving around with their families or Saturday you're driving to and from soccer games or going out running errands. Sunday night you're heading home from church. You're looking for something. Just listen to it. You know, it's a, it's a little bit entertaining. It's a little bit edifying, a little bit educational, and uh, hopefully always encouraging. Live Till 5 is just that alternative for you here on Guam. Sometimes there's not much to listen to, and uh, we want to give you a, a, a fun alternative Broadcasting live on Friday afternoons, but Rebound broadcasts Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 to 9 p.m. Let us know you're listening. Go to khmg.org. You can contact us that way. Or go to Facebook, Harvest Family Radio. Find us on Facebook. Leave us a note, like a personal message. Let us know what you think of not only this show, but our other shows. You know, you can listen to Live Till 5 via podcast and Rebroadcast, but we produce a number of really good programs, uh, and we put those up via podcast into SoundCloud through our website. So on khmg.org, you can listen to not only this program, but Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. McLaughlin, Heart of Harvest, a number of those types of programs. Also, you can be praying for us. We broadcast Heart of Harvest Asia edition into a region of the world that has, I think it's over 1 billion people. And uh, we broadcast in deep into Asia with a partnership with Transworld Radio. They broadcast our Heart of Harvest program, and we're praying that God uses that uh, for his glory and uh, for the salvation and edification of people there in India, China, Korea, Japan, Southeast Asian countries, Philippines, places like that. So, uh, you can be praying with us about that. We love radio ministry. We think it's a valid ministry. We think that here in Guam, it is a nice, steady opportunity for us to give you truth. If you're a Christian, to build up your your walk with the Lord, uh, to give some wholesome, 
family-oriented programming, we never want to have to apologize about anything on the radio. We never want to have to say, you know what, we don't really agree with what that person said, or that doctrinally doesn't fit. So we're pretty picky about what we broadcast across the air, and uh, so that's why you might not hear as many uh, popular radio programs on our station. There's some other good stations that broadcast some really good programs, but because we are a ministry that has come out of Harvest Baptist Church, we do make all our programming fit uh, the kind of the doctrinal statement of Harvest Ministries, Harvest Baptist Church. And so just so you understand, we, we love broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we've been doing it for over 20 years. This radio station has been broadcasting beautiful Christian music, Bible-based programming, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for over 20 years, and uh, we appreciate you as listeners tuning in. And in an exciting uh, way, we get to do a lot of cool stuff here uh, just because we're a radio station. Like, we get to bring a little bit of Christmas joy to people by broadcasting Christmas music. Isn't that exciting? Next Friday during Live Till 5 will be the first of our seasonal Christmas music. And so it just makes some people really just light up when they know that we're going to have Christmas music on KHMG 88.1 FM. So I encourage you to tune in throughout the Christmas season to get here. Beautiful Christmas music, a lot of cool Christmas programming as well. So you're listening to Live Till 5 on 88.1 FM, KHMG Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We're going to take a short break for the news. When we come back, one of our friends from Faith Books for Barb is here to share something special as their season is kicking up, and then also some Stranger Than Fiction, some news, and our topic of the day, President. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after SRN News. Back with a little more live till five on this Friday, November 18th, 4.04 p.m. here in the KHMG studio, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries, looking out the window on this beautiful Friday afternoon, blue skies, green grass, happy children frolicking about, 85 degrees outside, 56% humidity, 11 mile per hour winds from the northeast, holding pretty steady there, parametric pressure 29.76, holding steady as well, not much rain today. One one-hundredth of an inch here at Harvest Christian Academy's campus. So it's been basically a dry day. And there's a middle school cross-country meet getting ready to start up here on campus in about 25 minutes. And it's always fun to look out the window and watch them running about. So I used to coach those kids, and it's always fun this time of year. So, And I'm glad to have in studio now Barb Moyer from Faith Bookstore, one of our friends. And uh, as her and I were uh, rehearsing before... We came back on the air that uh, the way I described their new location, they, you know, they used to be right there by the old Gold's Gym 
uh, location, but then they move down the street, really, to the bottom of the hill, uh, right at the corner of Route 8 and uh, Route 1. Uh, on the right-hand side as you're going down the hill, and basically the way you describe it is if you were to uh, kick a soccer ball uh, out of Harvest Campus out to Route 8, it would roll down to their new location right there at the bottom of the street. So, Barb, how are you doing today? I'm great, Pastor Jared. Awesome. Now, you guys have just recently, you guys are living here now. We are. We wrapped up our back and forth snowbirding after 14 years. Oh, wow. And we are year-round on Guam now. Okay. And uh, give us just a short background. You guys used to live on Guam years ago, and then you start kind of going back and forth. Correct. The reason we went back and forth is we have children and grandchildren in both locations. Mm, okay. So okay. after um, we did our ministry with Christian Servicemen Center, yep. moved back to Annapolis, Maryland, and that's when we started our summers here, winters there. Okay. Until Larry turned 80. Whoa. And that's the year we projected we're going to have to decide where we're going to live, which side of the ocean, and Guam won out. Really? Wow. Well, hey, that's uh, good for us. Now, th- your husband, some people around here would know him as the man that plays the trumpet. That's one way. And some people <laughs> would know him because his personality, he is the he is the easiest guy in the world to get a conversation started with, and he is just full of stories and puns and jokes and and quotes. He's just a he's a great guy. If you ever if you ever see him in a coffee shop, you just have to say, "You know what? Cancel my next appointment. I'm going to sit here and talk to him for a while." So, he's he's a real blessing. I hope he's doing well. 80 years old. 80 years old. He's down at your coffee shop now. I'm sure he's talking to somebody. I I, I doubt he would sit in silence for very long. So that's great. Well, and he he's a blessing. Maybe we'll get him up here on the radio. I think he feels more comfortable one-on-one or behind a trumpet, but uh, he is fun to get on the radio. So now, Barb, you work at Faith Bookstore, and you help uh, them uh, keep moving forward. I was down at Faith Bookstore a couple weeks ago. I love the selection you have. Um, you have... Uh, not just Christian books, devotionals, Bibles, things like that, but you also have uh, a number of um, books that have to do with Guam and history, huge map sections, some cl- some some gift items, whether they're Christian gift items or local gift items, music. Um, I think I even bought my son a guitar book there, like how to learn guitar while I was there last time. And you even have some used books. Um, how did you get involved in the Christian book business yourself? Well, when I was uh, 18 years old, I met the manager of Christian Bookstore in Annapolis, and that's how I came to know the Lord, through Christian Bookstore. Wow. So it's really dear to my heart to be able to work there and give back and be able to greet the customers who come in and find out which ones are spiritually searching, be able to offer them what I found at Christian Bookstore. Wow. So for you, I think maybe that sets this apart a little bit, that uh, working at a Christian Bookstore is really a ministry opportunity for you. Absolutely. Not just a job. Absolutely. I guess if it was just a job, you might have been tempted to find another job <laughs> because <laughs> it's it, you know it's not easy. You're on your feet. You know It's not every day that you're just super busy and so, uh, you know, the Christian book industry is kind of up and down sometimes. But if you're looking at it from a ministry perspective, every person that walks in the door is an opportunity. 
and our whole staff looks at it that way. Wow, that's great. That's great. Well, I encourage people to come by your location. Earlier, uh, you gave me your hours. Why don't we tell our listeners, what are your hours of operation, and how could they contact you if they need more information? Okay. The bookstore is open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and the phone number is 472-1265. All right. And then you're also on Facebook at Faith Bookstore Guam, so people can look up your uh, bookstore and like it, and then anytime you guys post something, it'll pop up on their Facebook feed. Now, you have a special coloring contest every year. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, we do, and this is our fifth year to have this coloring contest. We have um, grades, I mean ages, four to six. We'll have one level of coloring, lots of space, Mm -hmm. and then seven to nine. Mm -hmm. That's a little more complicated. A little more technical, yep. And then by popular request this year, we went all the way up to age 12. Sure. So well, probably some of those kids that did it five years ago when you first started now are that age, and they want to continue to participate. They do. So now when if someone comes down there and gets a coloring sheet uh, and uh, they enter, um, it gets posted on the wall, right? So you can see your children's artwork up on the wall. Yes, we're displaying those entries that come back early. They must be back at the store by Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. Our judges come in on Friday mm-hmm. to judge. There's three the three levels that I mentioned. Each of them have three levels of prizes. First prize for each level is a $30 gift certificate and a gift. The second prize, $20 gift certificate and a gift. And the third place, $10 gift certificate and a prize. Wow, that's uh, that's a great gift, a great way to engage children in coming in the bookstore too, and then they get to use their certificate right then to to get something for themselves. So, and do you have a lot of kids that uh, come in and participate? We do, yes, and uh, they don't always know about it, but when we see uh, the kids in the store that are that age, we immediately sure invite them sure. to join. Well, hopefully some of the parents will hear about it here on the radio with us this weekend and come in and participate as well. It's totally worthwhile. Faith Bookstore, Guam. You can find them on Facebook. You can call them at 472-1265. And their hours of operation, 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday. And then you said you're going to have some extended hours the last 10 days before Christmas or so, right? Yes. December 14th through the 24th, we'll stay open an extra hour, 8 p.m. for those extra shoppers great awesome well it's a it's a great way to um uh find like a a bible i was looking at your bible selection you guys have a great selection of bible study bibles study tools resources um and and of course we're a non-profit radio station we're not this is not a commercial we're not getting anything from faith bookstore for this i just honestly i think it's it's a value to the island of guam we have a small bookstore here on campus but we can just carry very little it's really just for things that we're doing in internally for the most part. Um, I encourage everyone to go down there when they are looking for something, and um, especially if it's not something they're going to order online themselves or they're not going to you know, want to wait. They want to just go down and kind of be able to flip through things. That's the value of being able to kind of handle it. Some people, they don't want to just pick it out online. They want to be able to flip through it and read the back cover and things like that. Correct. And not have to pay for shipping and things like that as well. 
But uh, yeah, I really encourage people to go by Faith Bookstore and ask for Barb or Ian and tell them you heard about it on uh, Harvest Family Radio. That'll encourage them and it'll encourage us. And like I said, if you can't find it, just by the mobile McDonald's, just like roll something out of your car and then just follow it all the way down and you get down to the corner of Route 8 and Route 1. It's on the right-hand side, Faith Bookstore. If you missed the parking lot, you can turn in at Feathers and Fins, and there's a little parking area behind there that connects to their driveway, and uh, you can park there as well. So, Barb, thank you very much. You are welcome, and thank you, Pastor Jerry. Yeah. Let me ask you real quick. What do you guys have planned for Thanksgiving this year for yourself? For myself. Well, um, we have um, two sons and eight grandchildren on the island. We're too big for all of us to eat at one spot, so we're using the center at Bayview Campus and inviting single adults as well. Oh, single great! Young people, we'll not unlike this. what you probably used to do with Christian Servicemen Center. Very much the same. That's great. Well, wonderful. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and to your husband. Make sure that he knows that I said hello. I will. And, thank uh, you. Next time I see him, I'm going to try and rope him into coming up here and just telling some stories. Or no something. rope necessary. Okay. He'll come willingly. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, Barb, thank you, and listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in to that part. I really encourage you to go by Faith Bookstore again. It's not. Um, a commercial promotion for us. This is just a partner in ministry. They have so many good resources down there, and I really encourage you, if you have not been to Faith Bookstore, they're in this new location. They've only been there a few months. It really is a, a great uh, place to stop in. And as you're starting to do your holiday shopping and stuff, and you're looking for some Christian books, gifts, things like that, music, uh, resources. They even have some used books. I mean, just for a few dollars, you can get some great things. I'd encourage you to go by there. And if you're looking for some some things about Guam, some books about Guam, things like that, they have those there as well. And uh, they have this unique, ever since I've been going to Faith Bookstore, they've had the largest selection of maps of anywhere I've seen on Guam. I mean, these very nice technical maps. They're, they're beautiful. And so go in there and make sure you ask for Barb. That's who we just talked to on the radio or IN. And uh, tell them that you heard about it on KHMG Harvest Family Radio. And um, I'm sure they'll give you a big hug and they'll ask you, uh, what are you looking for? And you'll end up making friends for life. That's Faith Bookstore. They're open from 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday. And then the last 10 days before Christmas, they're going to have extended hours till 8 p.m. They have this coloring contest for kids of all ages from, you know, down to like kindergarten all the way up through 12-year-olds, three different categories, some great prizes. Doesn't cost anything to enter. Great way to get your kids involved in Thanksgiving. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Stranger Than Fiction, some idioms, the news, and the topic of the day, presidents. Stick around more live till five after this short break. with a little more live till 5, 4.20 p.m. on Friday, November 18th here at the KHMG Studios, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Great interview with Barb Moyer from Faith Bookstore. Again, you should swing by there if you get a chance, 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday. And they have a Thanksgiving coloring contest, fun little thing for kids to do from kindergarten age all the way through 12 years old. They have prizes. It's free. 
And uh, you'd be surprised. You go in there. It's it's really a large bookstore, and it, they really have a lot of great stuff. And Barb and I do a great job of filtering through and having really good resources for uh, individuals, families. And they have a lot of cool Guam stuff. So I encourage you to go by there. If you need to call them, you can call them at 472-1265 or find them on Facebook, Faith Bookstore Guam. And I think you'll really enjoy it. It will not be a wasted trip for you. Now, I have in studio still. He actually never leaves. I think he lives here. All-around good guy and station manager, Chris Harper. Chris, how's it going? It's going well. After that chilled chocolate, you feel uh, revived? I feel a little revived, although this time of the day, my voice starts to get um, a little bit weary. And then you put all that chocolate and, and cream the, in there. Yeah, the chocolate doesn't help. It tastes good. Yeah, right. But it doesn't really help my yeah. voice particularly sure. at this point of the day, because I had this rattly thing that you'll notice that goes on. Ever since I had this thing called um, uh, acute pharyngitis. Hmm. Did you know about this? I no. had an acute before I came here. I had acute pharyngitis. I talked to the doctor. She said, oh, well, take this, take this, take this. And she said, well, I said, well, I might not be here to get the second dose of the the prescription because I'm moving to Guam. She said, oh, what are you moving to Guam for? I said, well, I'm going to take over a radio station, be a radio station manager. She said, oh, she reacted in a very, like, alarmed way. And I said, well, what's wrong? She said, oh, you've got to make sure you don't damage your voice. And um, so ever since then, I've pretty much had this little bit of uh, rattle in yeah. my voice. And my voice has yes. changed a little bit from just maybe two years ago. And uh, so I have to be careful with my voice quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Otherwise, I get this real uh, raspy sort of a sound yeah. to it. And by the end of the day, it's even worse. I notice that I record something early in the day, sound fine. Then when I listen, if I listen to Back to Live Till 5 or listen to it on Sunday night, I notice I've got the raspy voice going again. So. Well, Doug McLaughlin, you know, depending on which recording you're listening to, sometimes sounds like a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, his true. voice is slow like Deputy Dog, and sometimes true. it's like fast and higher, and so, yeah. That's a totally so different to, reason. Yeah, That's a yeah, totally I'm different sure. reason. I'm sure. You have the so. death rattle in your voice, but it's not death. It's just acute pharyngitis. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that has nothing to do. With no, the news. but it's hey, you know, but, it's fun. It yeah. gets people. Rabbit in, trail. Uh, yes, and after drinking, uh, I just had my autumn spice drink, and I gotta start asking for sugar-free drinks because I like hit the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows, and because it's a two-hour program, my my blood sugar spikes and crashes before the show's over. So by the end of this show, I will sound like Doug McLaughlin, actually. Okay. The well, old recordings where the, the tapes recordings. have stretched. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. He talks very, very fast to start with. Right. So you don't right. have to speed. Slowing it down is. Yeah. You know, maybe good. But well, what's in the news? The news, just uh, some things. Not not necessarily straight up local news today, but some news relevant to our region. U.S. President Elect Donald Trump and Japanese Prime Minister. Shinzo Shinzo Abe wrapped up a hastily arranged meeting on Thursday that was intended to smooth relations following Trump's campaign rhetoric that cast some doubt on longstanding U.S. alliances. The meeting, which lasted about 90 minutes, according to a Trump official, was the president-elect's first face-to-face conversation with a foreign leader since his election on November 8th. The two men met at Trump Tower in Manhattan. The high-level conversation came as Japan's leadership 
was nervous about the future strength of an alliance that is core to Tokyo's diplomacy and security. It sounds like that ended well. So uh, South Korea has rejected Google's request to use local mapping data in the company's global map service in a highly awaited deliberation that divided the country for months. The land ministry said Friday that concerns about national security outweighed benefits from exporting the country's mapping data to Google, a unit of Alphabet Incorporated. South Korea, facing the overt threat of rival North Korea, bars exporting local mapping data to foreign companies that do not operate domestic data servers. Google, a unit of Alphabet Incorporated, handles its map service at data centers outside of South Korea, obviously. And the restrictions have limited the usefulness of Google Maps in that country since the app cannot offer driving or walking directions there. Two interesting things about that, though. Number one, South Korea has a bunch of weird rules like that. Like, you're not allowed to take selfie sticks into South Korea because of the Bluetooth trigger on them so you can take your own picture right. because it, it they're afraid it will interfere because they have so much proliferation of electronics that they don't want any additional non-registered, non-South Korean-made or authorizing. So they literally confiscate selfie sticks and stuff in South right. Korea. Number two, the only thing about the mapping is that um, to my what, what I've read, North Korea has like one internet connection in the whole country. And yeah. so uh, the although there is a perceived risk of the mapping, it doesn't seem like it's an actual risk. But you know, who am I to comment on South Korean you know foreign policy? It just doesn't seem to be as big of a deal as they're making it. In country, apparently, this is a pretty big deal. There was a number of stories on this. These are from these stories are from from SRN News, but there were a number of stories on this that apparently this is a very hotly debated topic. Uh, in South Korea at the moment, because I can imagine because it's a country that wants to have a broader reach sure. and a a more uh, more uh, global impact. Sure, uh, if tourism. You know, you right. go to like when when I was in Tokyo, I could literally find everything using yeah. Google Maps and things like that. And of course, American destinations, European destinations. So yeah, yeah, it kind of puts them be unusually behind for a high tech country well what it seems to be is that there's you know sort of defense hawks who are trying to say no we can't uh, give mm-hmm. away our data and then there are other people who say the economic impacts are uh, more beneficial to sure. them uh, so i mean there it apparently is a, a a pretty controversial issue uh at least in in yeah, south if they Korea. get invaded you don't want the uh North Korean army to be able to find the closest Dunkin' Donuts. You know, you, you right. You know, where's the next gas station? Oh, no Google Maps here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would really yeah, maybe they have local them. servers that have you know certain kinds. Of, maybe I, I can't imagine they have no GPS uh, tools at all. Well, yeah. Well, there are other ways yeah. to to get up to date data. But I actually follow. Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, a guy who's one of a, only a handful of Western journalists, I believe he's British, but one of only a handful of Western journalists in North Korea that have, that have been ib- admitted to North Korea. And he actually posts quite a lot of things. But I, I guess how it works is that they have to check everything he uh, sends out sure. um, before he sends it out. So there's a lot of these situations where He's not showing certain aspects. Like you can tell the photo has been 
uh, shot in such a way as to obscure one thing sure, and sure. to show the other. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's a pretty amazing thing. And I know it's very, very difficult for him to get his items posted while in country. So right, you said right. there was one one internet connection. It's very yeah. well. It's yep. very possible that that's the case. Uh, in a follow-up to a recent story on Live Till 5, the Royal Palace of Thailand says its queen has been hospitalized with a fever and lung infection. This is just a month after her husband, King Bumibol, died. And we talked about that here. Friday's statement says that the 84-year-old had a high fever on Wednesday. She was admitted to the hospital, and doctors succeeded in bringing down the fever on Thursday. X-rays revealed a lung infection for which has been treated for, with antibiotics. The queen has been in poor health for a number of years and is known to have suffered a stroke. As far as national news from the U.S., health care is the top issue for Americans, and they want Donald Trump to arrest that, uh, address that, not arrest Arrest. That, <laughs> to address that <laughs> yeah. uh, during his That's first— That's on the agenda also. Yeah, yeah, well, okie dokie. Uh, in his first 100 days uh, addressing that in the White House. That's according to a new Reuters-Ipsos poll that was released on Thursday. Uh, this is apparently a rebuke to outgoing President Barack Obama's signature reform, Obamacare. Some 21% of Americans want Trump to focus on health care as he enters the White House on January 20th. All of this, according to this November poll, uh, which was conducted just a week after he was elected, Jobs took second place with 16% of Americans hoping it would be Trump's first agenda item, while immigration came in third. That was picked by 14% of Americans, according to the poll. The poll shows what priorities Americans would set themselves and for the new president, but it does not measure exactly what people want him to do. A separate Kaiser Health tracking poll found in late October that most Americans want cheaper prescription drugs and access to larger networks of doctors and hospitals. So it sounds like health care, very, very important to Americans uh, at this moment. Yeah, so. it's interesting. Nine days later, you know, we, yep. we, we had the election nine days ago, uh, how the media is now, you know, it basically it resets. It, it, it comes up with new news. And yeah. so the media that the very little bit of media that was kind of pro-Trump, it's like he's the second coming. And the media that was pro-Clinton is is trying to explain how in the world did this happen, explain it away, what do they expect, how he's already failing, you know. And so it's just a, it's it's really, it's almost like, the news does not have any news anymore, other yeah. than there was a supermoon this week, apparently. I mean, yes. there's almost no news happening unless you go outside of looking at American politics. The popular media pretty much is just giving the same story from over and over and over again. Do you know the, the main, um, one of the main focuses of, I follow a lot of journalists on Twitter and things, um, and I read uh, Pointer, which is a news uh, uh, a news institution for training journalists, um, and a number of other uh, news publications. But the big thing that's being discussed in media at this moment is the concern for fake news being transmitted on Facebook. We've actually talked about that a few weeks here. 
um, that this is a serious problem. So the the founder of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, came out this week and said that fake news was indeed a, a problem on Facebook. The, the issue is some people are saying this, the fake news being distributed was contributed to the election of Trump. Right. And I have to agree to some degree, fake news is a serious problem. Yeah. That, they call it, sometimes yeah. they'll say, well, it was just satire. Right. But uh, there was an article that was distributed a month or two ago I talked about on the show, and it had the ABC News logo on it. Right. Nowhere in it did it say satire. Nowhere, in, And it was a story that one of my friends was reposting, right. and he thought it was an ABC News article because it had the logo on it. And then later on, it's like you look it up on a you know a, a fact-checking website, and they're like, well, it was satire. Well, if it's not self-proclaimed satire, then it's actually just a lie. Yeah, You know, it's just to deceive people, get people to click on it, things like that. The problem is, though, and when uh, journalists talk about, you know, eliminating fake news, there's a couple of issues with that. Number one, sometimes the fake stories, if you want to call them fake, untrue stories, are actually distributed by sort of mainstream outlets. So you have that problem where you can't just trust the outlet. So you can't right. just say uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and Fox right. News are the, the trusted outlets or, you know, the Washington Post, New York Times, NPR, PBS, whatever the case is. You can't just name the outlet and say everything's good to go if it's coming from there. But you also, you also have um, – it's not just that you can't trust the outlet. Sometimes those, those fake news stories or those sites that distribute fake news – also distribute stories that are true and very important. So you've got you've got a little bit of a, a dilemma going on. Right. There's, and is it really the yeah. government's job to regulate? Right. You know, really, the market could end up regulating that just by people getting sick of, you know, this certain outlet keeps putting out fake news. Eventually, people grow weary of it, and they start looking to a source that's right. kind of impeccable. So, And since, since we're all publishers today, it's not just the media people love to use the the term the media but frankly we're talking about a lot of times my friend joe or whatever i don't mean my actual friend joe but uh, my friend whoever he is passed along an article right uh that was and you know that's kind of on him to some degree right maybe he should have googled it you know i mean yeah. and that's so we also all have that issue um too and you don't want any any authority cracking down on um, free speech right. because we do have freedom of the press as well. If you look at the First Amendment there, right. it's all included, and it shall not regulate a free press. Right. So it's all a dilemma. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's something we have to live with, be wise consumers of yeah. information. So, Chris, yeah. thanks a lot for uh, sharing that with us. And listeners, thanks for staying tuned to Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 191 on this Friday, November 18th, 4.36 p.m. in the afternoon here at Harvest Family Radio. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Stranger Than Fiction and the topic of the day, President. So stick around. We're live till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 4.39 p.m. on Friday, November 18th. So glad you're with us. It's been a great day. Flies by. Two of the fastest hours of the week for me. If you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in noon to 2 on Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. Catch us on the rebound when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety here on 88.1 FM. Or you can listen to the whole show at your leisure. Just go to khmg.org. And there are a number of different ways to listen online, but you can listen to the podcast through SoundCloud. Click on the SoundCloud option there, and you can listen to the previous shows. We also put a link to that on our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. We put a link there soon after the show is done on Friday afternoon, so you can listen by clicking on the link there. And We'd love for you to make contact with us through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio. Let us know you're listening, not only to this show, but to the other many really good programs that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio, Building Great Leaders, Living Redemptively, Heart of Harvest, a lot of good shows. You can listen to the podcasts on khmg.org. Let us know what you think of those through our Facebook page. Give us your feedback. Now, ever since episode one, I have had a segment called Stranger Than Fiction because truth oftentimes is stranger than fiction. Meaning, sometimes some stories are just unbelievable. They're either funny or infuriating or quizzical. They're just, some, some of them just make you just shake your head like, how in the world? And so I have this little segment called Stranger in Fiction, stories that I came across during the week. Sometimes people forward these on to me. I love having listener-submitted content. You can always send me a link or a title of something, and I'll uh, use it on the show. These are all submitted by myself. That's Okay. This one here, well, actually, you know what? One of our faithful friends, I don't know if he listens to the radio, KK, he told me about this story, then I looked it up. Caught on camera, deer crashes into cross-country runner during race in Lehigh County. Video captured Gwynedd Mercy University student running in an 8K race when several deer ran across the course. This is the NCAA Division III Mid-East Regional Cross-Country Championship in uh, Pennsylvania, and if you watch the video, it's on ESPN. You have to scroll down quite a ways. It's not a huge headline story, but a a group of deer, like probably a dozen or more deer, start just running through the middle of the cross-country race, and the race is like out in a big field. You can see they've harvested some corn there, and the deer just are sprinting through. None of them, I didn't see any bucks with like horns. These are all like without horns. But this one poor guy, Justin Deluzio, uh, this is the last race of his college career. So he's a senior. Last race. In a split second, he starts to turn his head as a deer, a full-size deer about his size, hits him going about 25, 30 miles an hour and knocks this guy off his feet, feet up in the air, flat on his back. And uh, he wasn't winning the race. But uh, he's probably the most famous runner from that race that day. And he'll always be remembered as the guy that got knocked down by Bambi in his uh, last race of his college career. Here's another one. I just read this in Fox News today. Mysterious white plane spotted circling Denver metro area. And uh, the Denver Channel um, reported that a flight named Iron... 99 was flying from California and was headed over the Pacific Ocean until it veered back towards the west and eventually over Denver. As the flight approached the city, it began circling, and flight tracking showed the plane making an oval 
over the city and made a few loops and then took off for Oklahoma without any notion of stopping. And then basically the closest Air Force Base, Buckley, out of Aurora, said that um, the plane never checked with the radar towers and it didn't land despite circling over a few times. Denver International Airport officials also told the station uh, uh, the same thing about the flight. And uh, basically, it is a very interesting mystery. A very high-altitude plane. You can see the two contrails coming off of it, circling Denver, and no one knows who this plane was. He's, and I think that um, if it would have circled much longer, it probably would have had a few uh, fighter escorts there from Lowry Air Force Base or something there in Colorado. Here's another Stranger Than Fiction kind of leads into our topic of the day of presidents. So I'll do this Stranger Than Fiction, then we will take a short break. We'll come back and talk about the presidents just a little bit. Do you know that um, there was a presidential candidate in the 1960s that it, it kind of threw America for a loop? 1964, there was a, this was the same year of the famous Daisy Girl commercial. It was a commercial that was run against George, uh, Barry Goldwater, who had um, advocated the use of nuclear weapons during the Vietnam War. And uh, it's a little ad that showed a little girl moments before a nuclear explosion, implying that Goldwater was going to blow up everyone's kids. So, But Goldwater had a secret weapon, which was Ronald Reagan, who made a very impassioned speech. And in the end, though, there was another candidate you had um, you had LBJ, and then you had Barry Goldwater, but you also had another candidate that was becoming very popular, and her name, Yetta Bronstein, for president of the USA. And uh, her 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 platform included, but not limited to, florida fluoridation. Okay, getting water with fluoride in it. National bingo, stronger government. Um. She called it the best party, and one of the signs that uh, was held up was Yetta Bronstein for president of USA, and here's the slogan, vote Yetta, watch things get better. That was the slogan. Well, in the end, it turned out that this was a ruse. It was a hoax put on by a husband and wife who were kind of comedian satirists, and um, they had a bunch of different, they were kind of pranksters, professional pranksters, Gene and Alan Abel, a wife and husband team on New York City. And they had a number of different pranks like this, but this one uh, was presidential election related. Now, I want to take a short break. When I come back, I want to talk about our topic of the day, which is the presidents. You know, the presidents are uh, uh big topic right now. I mean, that's probably the understatement of the week. Talking about the president-elect Donald Trump and the current president who is on his way out of office, Barack Obama. We're going to talk about every other president besides those two because they're getting lots of publicity. Let's talk about some of the classic presidents after this short break. Walk with me, walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me, while I'm on this old 
tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand, Lord. Take my hand. And we're back with the last 11 minutes of live till 5, 4.49 p.m. on Friday, November 18th. A beautiful Friday afternoon here on Guam. We live in a lovely place, I got to tell you. Guam is a gorgeous place. You can pretty much predict the weather every day. 85 degrees, 55% humidity right now. Winds out of the northeast around 12 miles an hour, according to our little weather weather vane up on top of the roof here. You know, there have been 44, 43 different people who have served as President of the United States. And uh, that's because some, like Grover Cleveland, actually served as the 22nd and 24th because he uh, had non-consecutive terms. So we have coming up Donald Trump being the 44th, 45th person to serve as President of the United States. Let's talk about some of the others. Let's talk about some of the other 43 that uh, have been eclipsed in recent days because of the the election cycle and uh, the contemporary news. So let's let's talk a little bit about some of these other ones. Here's some facts about some of our other presidents. You know, Andrew Johnson, the 17th president of the United States, was a tailor before he was president. And George Washington, his favorite food, which is probably hard to get back then, ice. Jimmy Carter, 39th president, was a peanut farmer. Ronald Reagan, the 40th president, was a movie actor. Abraham Lincoln used to chop rails for fences before he's president. Harry Truman was a haberdasher. That's someone who uh, makes men's clothing and accessories, especially hats. The White House, before Teddy Roosevelt, did you know it wasn't even called the White House? People called the building the President's Palace, the President's House, and the Executive Mansion. Roosevelt officially named it the White House in 1901. Um, Also, he wasn't the first person to invent a new expression. Martin Van Buren The eighth president is sometimes credited with creating the word okay. Van Buren was from Kinderhook, New York. During his campaign, old Kinderhook, okay clubs, formed to support the president. Later, okay came to mean all right. This is all from National Geographic. James Polk, 11th president, was the first president to have his photograph taken. Teddy Roosevelt, first president to ride in a car while in office. And his fifth cousin, 32nd president, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was the first to ride in an airplane. Pretty interesting there. How about this? The White House first website made its debut in October of 1994 under the Clinton administration. 18th president of the United States, Ulysses S. Grant, was given a $20 speeding ticket for riding his horse and buggy too fast down a street in D.C. William Henry Harrison, the ninth president, was the only president who studied to be a medical doctor. Millard Fillmore, 13th president, was the first president to have a stepmother. And James Garfield was the 20th president that was, he was the 20th president and he was the first left-handed president. A lot of interesting little facts. How about this? There's only been one president of the United States unanimously elected, and that was George Washington. And uh, he also refused to accept his presidential salary, which at the time was $25,000. Pretty large for that time. How about this? Grover Cleveland was the only president in history to hold the job of a hangman. 
The S in Harry S. Truman, I'm from the same place Harry S. Truman's from, Independence, Missouri, doesn't actually stand for anything. It's just an initial, no name. That's why there's no period behind the letter S in Harry S. Truman. Lincoln Logs, of course, are named after Abraham Lincoln, designed by uh, a famous uh, inventor, basically the son of a famous architect. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams once traveled to Stratford-upon-Avon to visit Shakespeare's birthplace. While there, they took a knife to one of Shakespeare's chairs so they could take home some wood chips as souvenirs. That might be where the whole phrase ugly American came in. James Madison and Thomas Jefferson once arrested together for taking a carriage ride in the countryside of Vermont on a Sunday, which violated the laws of that state. Andrew Johnson, of course, was a tailor. Do you know George Washington never lived in the White House? The Capitol was in Philadelphia at that time. James Abram Garfield, the first president to even uh, to ever talk on a telephone. He spoke to Alexander Graham Bell himself, who was on the other line, 13 miles away. And this is what he said. Please speak a little more slowly. How about this? Jimmy Carter, first president to be born in a hospital. Also, first to go on record as having seen a UFO. Abraham Lincoln, the only U.S. president who was also a licensed bartender. That would be a surprising fact. Of all the presidents, you probably would not have picked Abraham Lincoln as the first licensed bartender, the only licensed bartender. He was the co-owner of the Barry and Lincoln, a saloon in Springfield, Illinois. Ulysses S. Grant, born Hiram Ulysses Grant, smoked at least 20 cigars a day, and after a brilliant war victory, a nation of well-wishers sent him more than 10,000 cigars. But he later died of throat cancer. James Madison was the shortest president of the United States, standing only five foot four, and he never weighed more than 100 pounds. George Washington made the shortest inauguration speech, 133 words, that's my kind of guy, in less than two minutes. But William Henry Harrison holds the record for the longest inauguration speech, 8,578 words long, one hour and 40 minutes. Unfortunately, he gave the speech during bad weather, and a month later, he was dead from pneumonia, making it the shortest presidency on record. Uh, Let's see here. A bunch of presidents were Masons. George Washington, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, James Polk, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield, William McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt, William Taft, Warren Harding, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Lyndon Johnson, and Gerald Ford, all Masons. Also, Gerald Rudolph Ford, that was his name before he adopted, his name before he was adopted was Leslie Lynch King Jr. So I didn't even know Gerald Ford was adopted. He passed away a couple years ago. I remember his obituaries uh, actually were very kind to him. Youngest president ever, Teddy Roosevelt, 42 years old, when McKinley was assassinated. He, and then uh, JFK was the youngest elected at the age of 43. As a young man, Rutherford B. Hayes fought uh, lysophobia, or the fear of going insane. Three presidents died on July 4th, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, James Monroe, Calvin Coolidge is the only president to have been born on the 4th of July. James Garfield could write Latin with one hand and Greek with the other hand at the same time. And much, much more. And as you think about the presidents, think about Mount Rushmore. Have you ever been there? Pretty amazing. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln's face carved into the side of a giant mountain. All the way back, started in 1927, finished in 1941. 400 workers helped sculpt Rushmore. 
climbing 506 steps to his top each day, and amazingly, there were no fatalities. It took it cost less than a million dollars to build or to carve Mount Rushmore. Pretty amazing. The monument is 60 foot high. Each of the president's heads, height of a six-story building. Their eyes are 11 feet across. There's a special, special um, room carved into the back of Mount Rushmore that has a copy of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, biographies of the four presidents, uh, and of the man who ran the project, and the history of the United States, all there. But, you know, there's another memorial that's been being worked on for years and years. Korchak Julkowski was a sculptor of the Crazy Horse Monument, which is not too far from Mount Rushmore. And the family, his heirs, are working on it. They have a million visitors each year. And it, is, uh, it, was, a, it was a project started by Henry Standing Bear. And uh, he, he started this project to honor the Native American um, monument, the Native American leader, Crazy Horse, in this Black Hills, South Dakota monument number of other things. Those aren't the only giant carvings out there. There's Temple Abu Simbel in Egypt, uh, Bamiyan Buddha in Afghanistan. That was actually destroyed by the Taliban. Leshen Giant Buddha, which is being destroyed by acid rain in China. The Confederate Memorial Carving in USA. That's in Stone Mountain Park. And then this one I had never seen before, the Statue of Decibolus in Romania. Pretty amazing. Look it up online. I think you'll find it very interesting and i was going to read you the poem of osmandius but you know what we ran out of time today we have had a great show and i want to encourage you you don't have a church home this weekend come visit us at harvest baptist church if you have a church home and they preach the gospel and they they open the bible every sunday and they challenge you to live for christ then be faithful to your church but if you don't have a church home or you're searching for a church home please come visit us this sunday morning 10 30 a.m is our Sunday morning worship service. We'd love to have you here. We have something for everybody. 9.30 a.m., we have some adult Bible fellowship classes, which will be a real blessing as well. And uh, that's about it. That's our show, live till 5, here on KHMG, 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday. Rebroadcasting noon to 2 Saturdays, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday nights. Find us on khmg.org. Go to Facebook, Harvest Family Radio on Facebook. And you're listening to us on 88.1 FM, KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Have a great weekend.